It's the Braincast, Braincast, the PopBrain.com Braincast, Braincast, listen to the show Because you're in for the PopBrain.com Braincast, Braincast, oh Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Breakcast. One of the many way to go. Blow my intro, you dick. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'll try it again. In five, four, three, two, one. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Breakcast. One of the many podcasts in the popbreak.com family of podcasts. Uh, my name is Bill Bodkin. I am the editor-in-chief of thepopbreak.com, and welcome to a very special uh, edition of The Beard and the Blurred, The Blurred and the Beard, whichever way you want to slice it. Uh, it is a reunion podcast between myself, Bill Bodkin, a man with just oof, the beard of beards, and I am joined by the Blurred of Blurreds, Mr. Michael Joseph. Welcome back buddy it's been a hot minute since we last spoke it has been a minute since we last spoke bill and technology has advanced to the point that we are now talking to each other on zoom and i i feel like this might be the first zoom we've done together it's usually over skype yes i was definitely swearing at zoom earlier to uh <laughs> we're trying to get this thing working but i have to say mike you're not the only blurred on the site we have a new podcast you should check out called blurred watchers it's a husband and wife duo talking about all things pop culture. It's a pretty great podcast, so definitely check that out for all those. I will have things. to, yes, absolutely. It's on Spotify, Apple, Google, and Anchor, so check all them out. This uh, a wonderful couple. They do a great job with. I love that podcast. So, but our congratulations pod- for increasing the blurred quotient on popbreak.com. Um, I will. I will credit our. Uh, TV editor and podcast guru Alex Marcus for that if he's actually listening to this Um, but this is a very different podcast from this because this is just the Bill and Mike show where we just talk a whole bunch of random bullshit Uh, pop culture sometimes is discussed feelings are discussed things are discussed I randomly check my phone from text message from my wife during the podcast oh wait that's every podcast (laughs) Uh, Get downstairs now! (laughs) No, it's just like, hey, I redid redid our daughter's room. She loves it. I'm like, aw. Who who you saw earlier today. Yes, I I met Sophie for the first time. No. Yeah, that's the first time we've we've actually faced one another in person, sort of. Well, well, I know you and my... You and my wife were uh, talking about uh, Christmas, uh, the Jackson uh, family Christmas album. Yes. I believe on social media. Yes. So one thing, we're going to be talking about the year 2020 and <laughs> what a motherfucker that was, uh, is because it's still 2020. We still we're... have a couple days left. A lot we can do. happen in three days, two days, three days. It doesn't even matter at this point, man. It's <laughs> just like we're just tr- we're trying to get people paid during this coronavirus and it's Seriously. not even happening. Uh one of the things I wanted to talk about, the first thing was, like, we could talk about all the bad things because that could take up six hours of this. We could have a 12-hour podcast. We could do a Not live podcast until New Year's Day. Yeah. I mean, literally just talking about the summer or 
the election or the coronavirus or racial politics in America. All the people that died. All the people who died. We could talk about Tiger King. I never want to fucking talk about the show again. Did you? you I mean, I'm assuming you watched it. I watched it and I was like, oh, that's hilarious. And then like an hour later, I'm like, all those people are pieces of shit. I hate them. <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to talk about them again. Smart man. Oh, God. It was just like, but I, that would, okay, that later. Um, is, um, I want to talk about like the actual positives of 2020, like stuff that you personally, and I'll, I'll talk about mine too, of maybe things we learned about ourselves or things we cherish or value more in 2020 that we learned from all this in 2020, like being stuck at home um, and everything that happened. What are some of those things that maybe you learned to relove, discovered about yourself, the positives of 2020? Oh my goodness. There were a lot. And it feels weird for me to say this. There were a lot of positive things about 2020. It is very weird to talk about like, Hey, here's a positive takeaway for 2020. 2020, You're like, there's everything was shit in 2020, but like there is. It's, it's really strange. I mean, um, I started two podcasts. I was on one of them at least. Yes. You were on one of them. Uh, I started two podcasts. I won in uh, not really won an award, but I was featured in billboard magazine. Yes. That was so amazing. And what was, why was you featured in Billboard magazines? I was chosen as a pride power player. One of the, they named a hundred influential LGBTQ executives in the music industry. And I was named as one of them. So that was a great thing to see. And they, my company bought a full page ad in Billboard and put my name on it. And I ripped it out of Billboard and framed it. That's amazing. I didn't know they put put out a whole ad. You guys yep. uh, text me a picture of that. I want to see yep. it. Yep. And um, you also work for a record company. Oh, I, I didn't really introduce what you do. You are a muckety muck at a record label who shall remain nameless. Yes. Um, you are also the former host of the Jerry Curl Chronicles, which yes. aired on Radio Free Brooklyn. Now, can people find the archives online? Yes. If they go to jccmusic.com, they can find uh, the whole archive of episodes. You yeah, know, if- it was four years. Uh, two hundred years. Yeah, I did two hundred and two episodes, I think. Damn, bro. And it was just time. Hmm. It was great. Like if you if you like if you need any playlist recommendations ever, go to that. Yeah, and you could spend days looking through that. Uh, of course, you're also a philanthropist. You work with the Jed Foundation, Mindful Vinyl. Will you I cr- created my- Mindful Vinyl. Yep. You. Yeah. You are, you know, raising money for mental health awareness. Um, well, we'll get to all that after, after that. So that's why I wanted to just, I forgot to give you your accolades. I'm, I'm just some you. dude. You're just a dude. Um, so, yeah, you, so, you know, the billboard thing. What else, what else for 2020? In terms of, of personal stuff, I learned. One thing I was talking to a friend about this today, and one thing I learned about community and about network is that quality is better than quantity. Mm. It's been nine months now, nine and a half months since New York City shut down. I've been working from home and doing all that stuff. And the people that have kept in contact with me and that I've reached out and that has been constants 
that I saw public or out in public over the summer. I really value people who took the time during a period like this to check in on me, whether it was just, hey, how's Mike doing? Or whether it was, uh, it seems like Mike's in a bad place. We should check in on him. I've done that a few times. Yes. Yeah. And you've done that and for vice me. Versa. And vice versa. Yes, you've exactly. done that for me more than, more than I've done for you. But that's what family's about. Yep. So it, it really put me in a place where I, I truly recognize and appreciate. My best friend drove down from Boston to see me, to, to just told his wife, he was like, I'm going to see Mike because I'm worried, and drove down from Boston, New York to kind of hang out with me for a day. So people like that are the people that I value or the people that I want to spend my energy on as opposed to the opposite. I hear that, man. I hear that. Um, for me, I, it's very similar. Um, you know, the personal friendships for me, it's like, you know, when the, the world was open, we had all the distractions in the world. We can go here. We could go there. I got shit to do. I got shit not to do. Oh, is Bill going to get drunk and watch Lucha Libre on YouTube again? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> no, I don't. Goodness do gracious. I, I used to do that when I didn't have any money and Sophie was just born. Uh, to the point where I thought I understood Spanish very, very well. I did not. So, okay. Have you tested this out in practice? Um. Yeah, I could, I could pick up. I can pick up certain things. Yeah. I, I'm like, oh, I know, I know what that is. Okay. Then, but could I speak it fluently? No, stop it. <laughs> stop it. Got to do Duolingo, man. Uh, yeah. I mean, I would love to, but um, when do I have time for that? That's true. <laughs> Does your shirt have like a, a an Irish thing on it? No, it is. Oh, actually, it's just green. No, okay. it's actually um, my friend's record label, uh, High Tide Recordings. Uh, they are a surf music, international surf music label based Ooh. out of Freehold, New Jersey, who now are distributed formerly from the Orchard and now through Concord Music. As it's okay. Concord. Yeah. So uh, this guy, it was, and I'll put him over real quick. Vincent, he, uh, I buy my pomade from him, my beard oil, but he, I gave him his first show in Asbury Park when they were starting out. And now, boom, they're distributing stuff from Italy and Japan and Canada. And it's great. So I like doing that. But no, I, I mean, I usually have Irish stuff on. So. That's kind of what I figured. It's, it's par for the course. It actually has like a, hold on. It has like a deep sea diver on it. Oh, cool. Yeah, I saw the flash of green and I was like, is that a uh, shamrock or something? Uh, you know, <laughs> when isn't it? Today <laughs> is the answer. But it, it's just like, I think for me, it's, and, and maybe you too, is just like, like finding comfort in tradition. Like the traditions we maybe have forgotten in such a busy world. Where it's just like, oh, you know, spending that downtime with the family and really digging in just to being a dad and not just trying to balance everything. Because that was a hard thing for me. It was like preschool daughter. You don't you don't do virtual preschool, you know. Sure. You you have to. And, you know, with a job constantly in the balance, you're like trying to be a dad and be uh, present and also not lose your job um so yeah just finding the value in that but also like and then like finding the value of doing things as a family as, as simple as we're gonna go buy a real christmas tree we're gonna go do this together making everything a friggin' adventure 
we're going to go buy Halloween decorations this year. Did I spend $160 on a Jack Skellington sleigh for my front lawn for Christmas? You bet your ass I did. <laughs> you know you why? are giving me very Clark Griswold energy right now. Listen, anything to put a smile on that kid's face during <laughs> a time where she can't have a birthday party and she's learning from school. Do I have a huge-ass trampoline in my backyard after I swore to God I would never have it? Yeah, I do. Do you use this trampoline, Bill? Only when asked. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's got to tape that. My, my body hurts all the time. So it's <laughs> like, oh, I'd rather not. But I also, it's the same thing. It's like finding, you know, the, the value of friendship and interpersonal relationships. You know, my friends have had, my friends from high school are my core. Like I told you on your Detoxify podcast, I didn't really grow up with friends. I had five my friends in high school. And there's been a standing Google Hangout for like two years, and I barely attended due to I was like, ah, what am I gonna add? I'm depressed. Blah. Yeah. But that whole thing like reconnected me with all these people who have been my friends for 20 plus years of you know finding that and and talking with you too. It's been like not everything has to be an update on life or everything has to be cheerful. It's like we're all friends. So we can be real with each other and help our friends through the shit, you know? I'm right. And also, I feel like it's just like finding the joy in the little things, too, which is like sounds like such a hallmark thing to say. But it's true. But we don't have Candace Cameron on this goddamn podcast. Thank God, because the first thing I tell her is that her brother's an idiot. You mean Kirk? Oh, that's right. Her brother is Kirk, Kirk Cameron. I'm like, yes. fuck's her brother? And I'm like, oh shit, they are related. Yep. I forgot. Yep. Um, yeah, he's a dick. I wish he he should be left behind. <laughs> yeah, I sold a lot of those books. I know what I know what's up. Oh, goodness I've been gracious. to church. I've been to church once. Um, <laughs> once a week. Um, but it's like, yeah, it's you know you like. I don't know, finding value in Christmas and finding value in the, all this stuff in Halloween. Yeah, it's been it's been great. Just trying to make a celebration of everything. I think it made life a lot cooler in that way. You got to look for the positive, and it's not always easy. And I don't say that in a way to indicate that I'm a Pollyanna or that I don't see reality You're not my at all. mom who says that shit to me all the time. She's like, I'm very Pollyanna. I'm like, you're the most negative person I know. <laughs> everything sucks to you, but you keep saying you're Pollyanna. <laughs> But you, in order for me to stay sane and in order for me to want to keep going, I have to find the positive in things. I can acknowledge the negative, but I can't dwell on the negative. Because if I think the world is shit for more than a couple hours at a time, I'm just going to lose my mind. Oh, yeah. And I think we both did 2020 for yeah. sure. Yeah, absolutely. I definitely so, almost drank myself blind one night. For sure. I've probably done that a couple of times. Yeah. When your mom calls you up early pandemics, like I have to go to the hospital because I have an infection. And you're like, fuck. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you also have cancer. That's terrible. Yeah. That's not a good combo. I'm like, I'll drive down right now. She's like, no, I'll be fine. I'm like, well, well this bottle of Tito's ain't going to survive tonight. <laughs> right. Um, right. Let's talk. But going with that, let's talk a little bit about the pop culture, like comfort food that you found in 2020 that you, that you, maybe didn't realize was important to you or like, or, or could be uh, comforting or stuff that you were just like old, reliable. Here I come. I've been a very old, reliable kind of person through yeah. this whole thing, watching stuff that I've watched a million times before. I can guess one of them. 
Scrubs. <laughs> sure. I mean, well, that happened as a result of the podcast. Uh, Zach and Donald. Uh, no, real doctors, fake or fake doctors, real friends is the yes, name of the yes. podcast. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I started listening to that. And for those who don't know, it's a podcast with Zach Braff and Donald Faison, who played JD and Turk on Scrubs. They're real life best friends. And they talk episode by episode. And they've also brought in, I think, at this point, the entire living cast to yeah. talk about uh, and rest in peace to uh, to Ted. I don't know his real name. But uh, yeah, Ted, the lawyer who passed away earlier this year. Um, but uh, it sent me down to Scrubs rabbit hole again. And I've watched every episode of that show probably five times at this point, I've if not more. Huh? I've never watched an episode. episode. I, Bill, one day we're going to get you into Brooklyn. I'm going to plant you on my couch and we are going to watch Scrubs. I, you, you're like the third person who's told me that. They're like, I'm going to get you. We're going to watch the whole thing. And I'm like, yeah, probably not. But all right, cool. <laughs> but, I don't know why. It's just because it's, it's I, a great it's show, like, man. Oh, that like it's right up my alley. But I'm always like, I don't know. Because the thing I think the, my problem with TV shows is if it's not current and like I don't have to go that far back to watch the whole thing for me to like, it's a five, like, there's like nine seasons, right? Scrubs of, ran for eight seasons, I think. Yeah, and that yeah. last one is like, people are like, Not, don't, yes. don't even don't watch need to it. watch that at all. Yeah, so it's like seven seasons for me, so it's always daunting. I'm just like, fuck, seven seasons, dude? I don't have time for that shit. It's, and you don't have to watch it consecutively. I know, but I feel like such a dick if I don't. Who cares? <laughs> But uh, Scrubs was one thing. Happy Endings was another. And there was a Happy Endings oh, reunion episode back in I May, I think it was. That, man. It's on YouTube. End- oh, I'll go watch it. Happy <laughs> Endings. One of the uh, Stake Me Home Tonight. Yes. The best name for a food truck in history. <laughs> Definitely. There was a Facebook page of it. and I followed it. That's uh, awesome. Did not do anything. Um, one of the most underrated shows of all time. I agree. I agree. Who is your favorite character on that? My favorite character on that show was you're probably expecting me to say Max. Yes, I am. Um and I, I I I sort of go back and forth between Max and Damon Wayne's Jr.'s character. Oh, so good. So those it's kind of a tie. So people who don't know Happy Endings. Happy Endings aired on ABC. ABC. Mm-hmm. And it was uh Damon Wayne's Jr. actually the first season was can't it was canceled after the first season damon wayans jr went to new girl right and that's why he's in the the premiere of that show but then happy endings came back and he had to leave so they had to write him off then when the show got canceled then he came back came back but another show where everyone should have become a star out of that and only dave is on a consistent oh. show because he's on mag to pi casey wilson i think is Bobby. a pretty big and, but she's also married to the guy that created Happy Endings. She is. <laughs> yeah, she's done. Casey Wilson's done a lot. She was in uh, Gone Girl. Right. Uh, she was the uh, she was like the the neighbor with the kids who uh, they were used as. Oh, I'm not going to spoil that part. And Damon, uh, I was like, oh. a pretty. Actually, I, I found out recently that a charity that I work with is having a TV show based on them and Damon Wayans Jr. is the executive producer of it. I thought he was going to say he's playing you. No. Oh, that would be awesome. That would be amazing. I watch that that show in a fucking heartbeat. A very huge step up. Yeah. For me. Me too. I mean, (laughs) Damon Wayans Jr. played me in real life. I'd be like, God, I mean, that's an exponential improvement. (laughs) Um, But oh no. And Eliza Coop is on, um, she's on Future Man. 
Oh, what's Future Man? Future Man is a show that uh, hold on, let me get rid of you. People IMing me all the time during podcasts. Um, is a show that's uh produced by Seth Rogen. Okay. Interviewed on the site at for the show. And Josh Hutcherson is so he it was like uh people from like I want to say it's a video game or a, or an anime, like come to into his world from the future. They're real people. And he has to basically help save the future. And it's like a time travel action sci-fi comedy type deal. Okay. It's on Hulu. And that's why you never heard of it. Cause it <laughs> doesn't really promote stuff that great. Oh, right. Doesn't either, but, um, no streaming service outside of Disney promotes. Really. Promotes, yeah. Um, although prime, I guess does, but it's, uh, cause Amazon has all the money in the world now. And, uh, yeah, but that's a good show. But yeah, um, Adam Pally was on the finale of the Mandalorian. He was a stormtrooper with Jason Sudeikis. Okay. Um, Elisha Cuthbert. Well, uh, I don't know if she's doing anything right now. She's I don't know if she's doing couple, anything either. She's been on a couple shows that just like came and went. Right. And uh, like I said, Dave's on Magnum PI. Magnum PI. That's <laughs> hilarious. Yeah, which my mom obviously watches is on CBS, the uh, channel for retirees. <laughs> what else have you been digging into? You know, um, during this time recently. So my two latest kind of flashback interests have been Night Court. Oh, dear. It's coming back. Which is a horrible idea, but oh. it, it made me want to watch the original show again. Because I loved it as a kid and a teenager, and I didn't get half of the jokes because it was a very adult-oriented show. Yeah, I was like four watching the reruns. Um, there you go. First old joke. Yeah. Uh, so... I told you my story. I'm sure I've told you my story of meeting John Larroquette, right? I have not heard the story before. So I got hammered. Shocking, right? <laughs> I'm stunned. It's stunning. <laughs> Which is it's funny. If you've no, if people knew me before I turned 30, I never drank. Um, so it's like my, my best friend Vic and I are like in Little Italy. We're like just having a dude's night out. We're like hammered. He's like, hey, do you want to meet Harry Potter? And I'm like, of course. Why wouldn't I? See, so I've heard I, the Harry Potter story. So the begin, okay. So John Larkett's in it. So ah, he, they're both in How to Succeed in Business Without Really Trying, which is on Broadway. We go there, right in front of everyone to come out. We're by the cast door, and there's like ten people there. Okay, by the end of the night, for Daniel Radcliffe to come out, there's like three hundred teenage girls and me and my best friend, like two late twenties guys, and um. So John Larroquette comes up to me and I go, I'm like hammered, but I'm like, John Larroquette. I love the John Larroquette show. Remember he had that show. On That's NBC. right. And he, he looks me dead in the eyes. He goes, bullshit, prove it. And I said, okay, John Larroquette, I'll prove it. I said, the first season was awesome because it was like dark and really funny. And then I said, then they upgraded him to like a really nice apartment and he started dating the nurse but you should have been in love with the hooker, but then you were, but then you weren't. He's like, holy shit, you did watch the show. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I did. And so he's like, so he, he's like, I'm going to give you an autograph. I'm like, all right, I didn't really ask for it, but that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he gives me an autograph. And then, you know, the rest of the Danny Radcliffe story where yeah. I, I scream at him, <laughs> scare him off. And Isn't John Larroquette like six foot six or something like that? He's huge. I'm like 5'11". And he like. Are pounds. you taller than me? Uh, maybe I'm 5'10". I don't know. I'm 5'8". I am taller than you. Are you taller than me? Absolutely. Even if I round up, I'm still taller than you. You're like hmm. my wife's. You're like a little taller than my wife. 
I need to take a look at the picture of you and me together and, and determine. Is there a picture of you and me together? Yeah, there's a picture of you and me together from when you were you and uh, your wife were in Boston. Oh, you that probably was, don't yeah. remember it because you were hammered. No, 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 no. I thought I thought it was like a picture of when you came down to Jersey. That's oh, no. why I was like, I'm like, I'm gonna take a picture of that. No, no, um, no, I'm definitely taller than you. Wow. That was a good night when we were in Boston. That, we were that, that was a that fun night. college bar where dudes are, people are just ripping joints out front of I'm like, is this legal in Massachusetts? Uh not, now it is. Not in 2013, <laughs> it wasn't. Was that was it two it was before two was it 2013? Yeah. Okay. I, I just started working for a certain polling company that became famous for quoting Joseph Stalin on Twitter this week. Oh wow. <laughs> yeah. Guess who took that shit off his resume? <laughs> um, backspace, backspace, backspace. I'm just like, people ask me about why'd you work there? I'm just like, uh, I needed a paycheck, guys. <laughs> when your unemployment is running out in two weeks, you take the job. There you go. Um, but yeah, did I ever tell you the story that happened? This is what happens on this podcast, by the way. I just tell random stories. Yes. Which I, a story time with Uncle Bill. I love it. I know. What happened to me and my wife when we went back to the next day at the hotel restaurant? So, I think I remember you telling the story. I, I just don't remember the specifics of it. So my wife and I, it, like, we're in this nice hotel, and there is the restaurant downstairs called Cuffs, like the Christian Slater movie from 1992, I think. And um, because it was called Cuffs because it used to be an old police station. Ah. Yeah. So we're down there. It's There's another cup, couple, in air quotes, in the bar restaurant we're just eating dinner oh i think i know the story i remember and, yeah and there is a 75 a guy between 55 and 75 and a woman between 20 and 21 and they are <laughs> very much um um enlightened let's say and she keeps saying uh killing me softly but she just says uh keeps singing Stabbing my hand through his fingers. And it's like, I'm like, those aren't even the right words. And like, so she, uh, the wait staff is basically like, yeah, that's a hooker. <laughs> and I'm like, no kidding. No shit. And she just kept screaming the wrong lyrics to Killing Me Softly. And at some point they stumble off. He comes back, so I'm like, okay, so either um, goods were exchanged or she's dead. But what what was the time frame here between them leaving and him coming back? Not long. 10 minutes, 20 minutes? Let's say for a 50 to 70, between 50 and 75 years old, we're going to average between five and 10 minutes. (laughs) It wasn't even a quarter of football, people. Wow. Commercials. Um, Yeah, it was, oh, Terrible. So yeah, that's the time I saw a hooker and an old man together. Uh, fun times. Uh, but you know, so what? What else are we talking about? So what else have you leaned into, like, just to get you through all this? Music, man. Um, you are just... the big. I, I figured. I figured. What's, <laughs> so is there any new stuff from 2020 that you were like, oh, this, this is the stuff? I'm gonna be- um. Not terribly. I, I I really like Fiona Apple, so the fact that she came out with the new record, I was really yeah. psyched by, and I love her record a lot. Uh, this band, Kurangbin, or whatever the fuck it's called. Oh, yeah, they're awesome. They're, they're pretty dope. Uh, yeah, like, we interviewed them, like, way before they got famous. So I was like... Did you ask them how to pronounce the goddamn name? I didn't do that. 
Uh, uh, yeah, it's like Coronigan or something like that. Yeah, whatever. Whatever. Them, they're good. Yeah, they're good. They did a song with Beck. I want to say this year. Yeah, they might. Yeah. It's yeah, possible. But not a lot of new music. Mainly stuff that I've liked or pe- or artists, performers that I've liked for a long time. Like I watched the Bee Gees documentary a couple of weeks ago. Oh, is that good? It's fantastic. Oh, awesome. And uh, went down a Bee Gees rabbit hole. Did they interview John Travolta? They do not interview John Travolta. That is going to be a great documentary. <laughs> they use some old footage of John Travolta. You have to. It's like right. by law. Right. Well, Saturday Night Fever, he was a big part of, of the thing. One I saw thing, the I saw the Broadway musical then. Stab me. There's a uh, jukebox musical in the Bee Gees? <sighs> or on Saturday Night Fever? Saturday Night Fever, sorry. Okay. Yeah, well, my, we took my mom to see that for her birthday one year. The So some interesting fun facts. One... You're in the Bee Gees. I love the Bee Gees. Like, I have no, no shame like, in that at all. No, no, no. I'm like, oh, then I like, was I'm one like, of the Bee Gees. I'm a member of the Bee Gees. Now. Sure. Uh, I don't have enough Michael, chest hair for that. You're Michael Gibb. Yes. Uh, one fun fact is that the club that they used for the club scenes in Saturday Night Fever right. in, in Bensonhurst uh, was a gay bar. Was it? Yep. It was a gay club. Nice. And uh, What was it called? Off the top of my head, I don't remember. I was also black, so being in Bensonhurst was not really a good look at the, at the time. Um, the other thing is that Barry Gibbs' speaking voice sounds like Daryl Hammond's impression of Sean Connery on Celebrity Jeopardy. No. It really does. <laughs> Shut up, Trebek. <laughs> I, 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 there is like, there's one, and I just can't say it. It's so bad. There's one, I just can't say it. <laughs> Your mother. I was in your mother, Trebek. Ah, your mother, Trebek. <laughs> yes, that's uh, better than mine. Ah. <laughs> it's basically like you just have to be, like figure out some version of Scottish and a pirate, and that's that's Daryl Hammond's Sean Connery. Rest in peace, Sean Connery and Alex Trebek. Hashtag 2020. Fuck. Sean Connery, I mean, he had a good run. He was 90. He's 90, yes. Yeah, he's I mean, 90. Alex Trebek was 80, I think, or 81. Yeah, that just sucked, though. Yeah, because uh, such a nice guy. And he was in X Files, the movie or the show? No, like the show. So there's this random episode of the X Files. I had no idea it existed. It was on BBC America, and I was like, oh, I've never really watched the X Files. My wife's like, you like it? I put it on, and like there was an episode like Ryan Reynolds was like a teenager in it. It was like crazy, and I was like, oh, that's cool. And then there's like these two aliens who visit Mulder. They're the Men in Black. They're called. It's Jesse the Body Ventura. <laughs> And Alex Trebek as a team. And I'm just like, this, well, is that's weird. Great, this is the greatest thing in my life right now. If this was a years ago, I watched it. Yeah. But like, yeah, it's like, it's surreal watching them as a team. But like Alex Trebek gets most of the lines. And it's just like watching him not say, you know. Can you phrase that in the form of a question? Or and that's the Daily Devil. You know, <laughs> like it's just like, and your answer was, oh, I'm sorry, you're wrong. Uh, <laughs> it's just being a real person. You're like, wow, holy shit. That's weird. Um, I So I've never watched an episode of The X-Files. The only... Uh, if you like sci-fi, like it's, mm. it's like, it's like, it's like, it depends. Like there's some like Monster of the Week stuff that's cool. If you're into aliens, it's cool. Like, you know, like early stuff is a lot of fun. It's very 90s. Like when you yeah. start watching it, you're just like, holy shit. Do they have things on a hard disc right there? Is that on a zip drive? I do remember that David Duchovny posed in Playgirl. 
Yes. I also know we shot him at the Stone Pony because he has records. Like as a singer? Yes. Legit. I think he's like a, you know, like Kiefer Sutherland is like a <laughs> country singer. Yeah. Is he a country singer or like a blues singer? Or? I think I want to say he's a blues singer, David Duchovny. I mean, <laughs> maybe I, he could be good. I, I, I'm not going to judge. I've never I heard, heard it's not movie. bad. I heard it's not bad. I also have never listened to it because I'm just like, nope. I, I, I have better things to do with my time than listen to David Duchovny sing. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> I have a lot better things to do. Seriously. But besides like music and TV, uh, the other thing that I've, I've really gotten uh, back into doing, and sorry, I'm responding to a text, which is bad form. Whatever. Is read books. Read books like, and I collect really like Funko Pops. Oh, you collect Funko Pops now? I do. I just oh. bought like 12 of them over the weekend. Jesus Christ. The most I, I used to do it a lot back in the day, and then I'm just like I had a kid and I was like, fuck this. Yeah, I was so the last ones I bought were over the summer, and uh I was uh looking at a friend of mine's Facebook page and she's like a big Pet Shop Boys fan, and they just released Pet Shop Boys Funko Pops. Oh my god. And I was like, Oh, I haven't uh purchased a Funko Pop since probably like June. Let me see what's new and maybe I'll pre-order some stuff. There's a million things that are. And I was like, oh, there's a LeBron Funko Pop. Oh, there's a Marty McFly uh, Funko Pop. Uh, And a Doc Doc Brown Funko Pop. Of course. Um, So, yeah, I bought a bunch. There's a Michael Jordan, uh, you know, Funko Pop. We we had an advent calendar for Sophie this year, and it was a Nightmare Before Christmas miniature Funko Pop. Nice. So I have like 24 little Nightmare Before Christmas uh, Funko Pops. So it's just cool. And I have. Put them back. Oh, it's up on my dresser over there. My full, like the the embodiment of my personality, Funko Pops, which is like um, CM Punk, the wrestler. It's like Matt Smith is Doctor Who, Paul Stanley from Kiss, Kiss. Um, and I think it's like a, a character from Game of Thrones. So it's just like I'm like this is me, and that's my yeah. thing too. All of mine are sort of like an. I have a Michael Jackson Funko Pop, a Prince yeah. Funko Pop, a Rick James Funko Pop, a Biggie Smalls Funko Pop, uh, Alex Trebek, uh, Jim Henson, SpongeBob. I love SpongeBob. Oh, uh, so we can't. So we cannot watch that in my house because my daughter, um, her preschool teacher, told her she's like SpongeBob is inappropriate, and I was like, no, it's not. And she, my daughter is just hard and fast. She's like, Miss Debbie told me SpongeBob is inappropriate. I can't watch SpongeBob like, is cool. I said, Dad says you can watch it if you want to. Right. And uh, but I also have um, so the last one we got was my wife got two. She got Ruth Bader Ginsburg, nice, and um, David Rose from Schitt's Creek. All right, cool. I've also have got. Watched- Schitt's I've never Creek. watched Shit's Creek, but I you will love it. Yes, that's what I've heard. I've got my Mariah Carey Christmas Funko Pop. <laughs> I've got Salt and Pepper Christmas uh, Funko Pops, as you should. Yes, uh, George I Jefferson, can't... Fred Sanford. I remember uh, Salt and Pepper ended up were in wrestling a lot. Really? Yeah, they were always the special guests. They did, I think, for like, oh, was it Bret Hart? They they did what a man for WrestleMania, oh, God. and I was just like, all right, whatever. And um, they came out with this guy. His name his name was PN News, and he was this huge, hefty dude who used to rap to the ring. Oh God! And they came out with him. They're like, 
here's salt, pepper, and Spinderella. And I'm like, and the only remember thing I can remember was Spinderella. <laughs> I'm like, well, that's kind of a clever name. But it, like, they did a whole musical montage, and for me, as being like nine or ten watching this, I'm like, I don't give a shit. I'm like, just punch people in the face. I don't care about. You music. weren't even like hot chicks dancing. You were just like, dude. I've I've always been about just like. Let's just do stuff in the ring. Let's just let's just fight. <laughs> um, but I also didn't listen to music. Like, you know my story. Like I didn't grow up listening to music. So right. I, I listened to my. You parents. listen to doo wop, doo wop, and light FM. Light but, FM. Oh fuck. <laughs> um, but, <laughs> yeah, but it's um, but yeah, it's man. So Funko Pops, man. That's why you should like my other podcast, by the way. Well, I don't know what that podcast is, Mike. I do a, po- a second podcast called from it's called FM to MTV. I do it with my friends Jeff Giles and Jason Hare, and every episode. Wait, is that four people's names? Because Jeff Giles, or is that his real name? Is his real name is Jeff Giles? Fuck, that's like a VJ name. <laughs> it is like think about it. It's like, hey, this is Jeff Giles, yeah. and welcome to. We're gonna pick. He's got a very radio name. He's like, well, 120 minutes with Matt Pinfield is coming up next. That's right. And uh, we talk about artists, musicians that we liked when we were young. So it's a lot of Light FM uh, fare. I think the first episode was Gloria Estefan. And then, I, of course. I've heard, yeah. I, and then we did, one, uh, we did one on Lionel Richie, which hasn't been published yet. Um, we did one on Huey Lewis in the News. Did you do one on Phil Collins, No Jackets Required? Phil Collins is forthcoming. You should, you should have me on for that. My brown, I, I, brown Nissan station wagon. Had to listen to that a hundred fucking times. Because I love me some Phil Collins. My cat's name is Phil. Oh, man. why did I never put that together? <laughs> that was Phil Collins, of course. I tell you, I met Phil Collins. I'm sure. No, you never told me that. You should like now. You're going to tell me the the random stories. Go for it. I I, I he does he, he tiny? No. Oh, he's well, not. not compared to me. I anyway. He did a soundtrack for a movie called Brother Bear, which was no, like that. the pop to Tarzan, right? And he did a private show, which was supposed to be taped for VH1. I don't think it ever aired, but Brother it was. Bear. Wow, that is a that's a deep pull. It is a deep pull. That's a deep pull. So this was 2004, 2003 or 2004. And, three. Yeah. And my boss is like, he comes out. He's like, we got invited to this thing for Phil Collins tonight. You wouldn't want to go, would you? And I was like, dude, if you don't take me, I will kill you. I really like Phil Collins. Dude, anyway, come on. We went, Phil Collins he played Susudio. That's all right. I didn't like. He, he played Susudio. He played Easy Lover. He played all of the great songs. And then they were like, oh, well, if you stick around, there's going to be a little receiving line for Phil Collins. <laughs> like it was a wedding. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. Tell him, I'm like, Brian, we're going to stick around. We stuck around. I got to shake his hand and tell him I was a huge fan of his music. He is maybe an inch and a half shorter than me. Okay, so I thought he was like five feet tall. He's not Prince size. He is. I, you, know, I, you don't know. He's British. He is. He's about five six. All right. I mean, that's not tiny. Yeah. That's, that's like a normal. I mean, I guess a normal human size. Yeah. Every time at the time I um I had pizza with Jim Blossoms. <laughs> you had pizza with the Jim Blossoms. Yeah. So. We interviewed the guitarist from Jim Blossoms. I gotta look up his name. He's a really nice guy. Jim Blossoms essentially could be pop. Jim Blossoms and Steel Panther 
could essentially be pop breaks house bands because of how <laughs> much we've in, how many times we've interviewed them. That is freaking hilarious. Yeah, and they're like, by the way, like I know Jim, you know, Steel Panther can have some problematic lyrics, yes. but like, but they're like uh, the nicest dudes. Like, so I interview. I first time I ever interviewed them, I interviewed Jesse Valenzuela, who's the guitarist for um, for Jim Blossom. So they were playing the Stone Pony. It was the first show back from Hurricane Sandy. Okay. Dude, I tell you what, that Stone Pony was asses to elbows packed because everyone was just like, it was like a January show and everyone's like, we are so tired of the shore being destroyed by Sandy. It's like the work. It was terrible. Sure. And um, Jesse is like the nicest dude. And like, and so is Robin. They're all, they're both awesome. And like Jesse, like te- he told me, he's like, Hey, this is my phone number. Text me after the show. And I brought my friend Brent who I co-founded the site with. So I text him, okay, I'm just outside. And I'm like, don't expect anything. He's like, all of a sudden, door pops on, pow! And I'm like, okay. And they're just like sitting back, like hanging out like a bunch of dads having pizza. And Jesse's like, do you want pizza? And I'm like, yes. <laughs> Boyfriend Brent's like getting like, he's like, can you sign this CD? Can I take a picture with you? And I'm just like, ugh. Because like, there's one thing I never do. I never take pictures with people. Okay. I'm just like I'm. A, if I'm know you as a journalist, I'm like, or I have, I like. Listen, my job, my full time job now is not that, and I have not been a paid journalist in a minute. But at the same time, I'm like, I have some professionalism, so I just can't do that. He's just like, he is just does not care. He's I have like, done the picture thing before, but you're not a writer. You're I not was. Like, well, I mean, no, no, no. You work within the record industry for thou who should not be named. And like, so it's like, that makes sense. You know what I mean? So it's like, hey, this is a client of mine. This is like a, a famous person. You're not like, hey, I'm going to write critically about you or like, you know, I'm going to like for a paid publication or something like that. Well, maybe you did. Well, no, you did. I did. Yeah, you did. I forgot. <laughs> you were for that <laughs> site. I cannot read you. Classic Rock. Ultimate Classic Rock, The Boombox, yeah. Pop Matters. I've written for a bunch of sites. That's true. So my my point is completely valid. <laughs> but yes, but they were like the coolest guys. He just sat backstage. There was nothing wild, no drink, no party. And it was just like, hey, we're just having pizza talking about the show. And it's just like, I'm just like, this is so weird. <laughs> I feel like most of those middle-aged, like alternative rock dudes and, and women are usually pretty, pretty chill. I remember I... Uh, a year or two years ago, Toad the Wet Sprocket did a show at um, uh, nice. City Winery. R.I.P. Uh, City Winery. Yes, R.I.P. City Winery. Yeah. They're done in New York, at least. I think so. And um, they, they were, That was pre-COVID, though. It was right around the time we shut down. I think so. Yeah, I, I, always saw, I always saw... There was a couple of Philly spots I know that shut down. Boot and Saddle shut down because of COVID, but I feel like Union Transfer was up Every place thing. I've ever known called Boot and Saddle was a gay bar. I mean, it could have been. <laughs> I don't know. It was a concert venue. That's all I know. No, Union Transfer didn't shut down. It was, oh, it was the, oh, it was another place. It was like the something. And I don't remember what the fuck it was called. Um, anyway, sorry. But yeah, I, I a mutual friend uh, had worked with Glenn Phillips, the lead singer of Toad the Wet Sprocket before. And I, you know, was a huge Toad the Wet Sprocket fan as a kid. So he brought me backstage and me and Glenn had like a 45 minute conversation. He was just super, super chill. And, uh, yeah, a lot of those folks are very modest. They're in yeah. it not for the money, or for the fame. They're in it for the, for the music, and you know they're. I mean, it's stupid to say they're regular people because, of course, they're fucking regular people. But, yeah, but some of them don't act like regular. Right. 
They act like they're, you know, like a bunch of bricks. Right. Um, I remember meeting um, the first one of uh, Life of Agony. You ever heard of them? Hardcore band? I've heard of them. I'm pretty sure we put Life of Agony records out, and maybe I just gave away who I work for, but... Mm-mm. I mean... People also, there's about three people on who listen to this podcast who know who the fuck that band is. So I interviewed the drummer, Joey Z, and I remember I met him backstage at Starland Ballroom, and he like embraced me like a long lost brother. Aww. I was like, what the fuck? Go upstairs, and there's Keith Caputo before Keith transitioned to Mina Caputo, and just ripping a joint, like just like, hey, thanks, pal. And like, I'm just like, this is the weirdest shit. Like, you want a token? I'm just like, I'm good, thank you. I'll be gonna go downstairs. Uh, but yeah, there's there's a lot of I've done a lot of random ass interviews with people. Yes, you abstain. Is that correct? You, you are not a, a. I'm two out of the three X's. I don't do drugs. I just don't do weed. Uh, which everyone's like, oh, you obviously do. You listen to jam bands. You don't like wearing shoes. Listen to the way you talk. I don't um, like wearing shoes. Shoes suck. I'm, I'm wearing slippers right now because. The heat doesn't work in my, in my room. Also, you're uh, diabetic and you shouldn't be going barefoot. I mean, that's a fucking myth. Um, I mean, yeah. I mean, I've, you know, yeah, they don't want you stepping on shards of glass. Yes. Which, you know, I try to avoid. Um, but it's like, um, you know, no, I just I just don't because of the smoking thing. Like, you know, it's like uh, my dad, who he smoked, he died. So I'm I mean, like, I don't smoke. we're at a stage in marijuana. Oh, uh, don't worry. Yes. <laughs> it'll, it'll, it'll come. I do the CBD oil. <laughs> yeah. It's great. And there, there'll be there'll be time for that. Don't worry. Well, the X's are no smoking, no drinking, no. Drugs. Oh, smoking and drugs are two separate things. Yeah. Never cigarettes, mind. Cigarettes, alcohol, drugs. Wow. I broke edge by the time I was like 19. I broke edge when I was 25. So, you know, whatever. Um, but yeah, it's, there's been some weird stuff. Like I, I ever tell you the time I had a uh, skate and surf. And so that was the big skate and surf reunions were uh, fallout boy and Macklemore. Macklemore was just breaking out with thrift shop. Thrift shop? Yeah. I and love that song. Fall, it's a great song. And fallout boy was just coming back. Uh, I didn't talk, interview any of those people. <laughs> but I had um, I had a it was like it was supposed to be at one venue. They moved to the Six Flags Great Adventure in, in Jackson, New Jersey, and it was raining. It rained all weekend. And so it was like the week after. Remember, there was that huge uh, incident. I think Beck was playing at the Foo Fighters where like the stage collapsed like because there was a storm and someone that vaguely. Yeah. yeah. So they pulled everyone off the stage. So all the VIP privileges were gone. So they come to me and they're like, hey, can you turn all your interviews into VIP meet and greets? And I'm just like, am I getting paid for this? They're like, do you want to be thrown out? And I'm like, <laughs> no. And so I like host a Q and A's with like RX Bandits and like all these other, and there was some like Disney punk band. They were like big on Radio Disney. Hmm. And um, I remember I got them to take like prom pictures with like some of the, the teenage girls who were like their age. Like I try not to make it weird. And I'm just like, okay, just take this picture. And I was like taking pictures for them with their flip phones. And uh, it was a good time. And I was like, Hey, if you guys ever want me to do it again, never heard from him again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thanks guys. No wonder that guy's a piece of shit. That reminds uh, me kind of of my, see, now we're going to just trade stories. That almost reminds me of my LL Cool J story. 
Did you take a prom picture with that? Oak no, but yeah. I was I was working at Tower Records, and this was not pre cell phones, but pre cell phones being really commonplace. Yeah, this was yeah. when you know when people had the Zach Morris brick cell phones, and LL Cool J walks into the store. It's like a Monday, some random day of the week, and it is raining. And LL's like, can I borrow your phone to use? So he goes to the receptionist and is like, can I use your phone for a minute? And the receptionist looks up and all of a sudden you could see like her eyes just, she looked like she'd been hit in the face with a rock. She, she just was like stunned and she just screamed out, LL, I want to have your baby. And he just, wow. I, the look on his face, he was just like dumbfounded. He's like, oh, I mean. And I'm sure it wasn't the first time he, ladies do love Cool J. So I'm sure it wasn't the first time he'd heard that. They do love Cool James. Yes. But I don't think that he was expecting to like ask to use the phone and have that happen to <laughs> no, him. No, no one was no one ever expects the exchange of can I use your phone for pregnancy? Yes. <laughs> can we fornicate? And can you impregnate me right now? In exchange for this for phone, purposes, <laughs> I would like to bear children. Yes. Hey, man, you know you gotta you gotta do what you gotta do. I, mean, I guess. <laughs> so I mean, I hope I hope they had a masculine child. I, th- I, I think <laughs> I think they let him use the phone. Yeah, I, I, I would. Um, <laughs> fucking off topic of shit. Let me talk about the stuff that I leaned into. Yes. That's where we were like 45 minutes ago. I don't know. These podcasts, man. Um, so, yeah, for me, it was like, you know, it was tough because it was like there was a lot of stuff. Like I, I found my stuff avoiding serious stuff because mm-hmm. I was like, I can't get into anything serious because it's like we had, you know, it's just like we're going through a pandemic. Over the summer, we have everything that happened with with protests and violence and race relations in the United States. Mm-hmm. It's just like, there's, there is way more serious shit happening right now in this world than any fictionalized drama that I don't, I don't need that. Mm-hmm. We have this every day and we need our attention. needs more to be here. And it, what sucks is that every day, almost we're like constantly just punched the, the genitals. Cause I just want to say punch the dick because there are, People, there are people without dicks listening to this podcast. I hope that is correct. That is correct. Uh, That you know, it's just like every day was a new disaster for everyone. It was just like, oh, hey, we're going to turn the corner on this. Oh, by the way, funny story. Some other shit. Funny story. The entire West Coast is now going to be on fire, and it's just like, or hey, there's locusts coming Mm -hmm. from India, and you're like, what the fuck, dude? (laughs) Like, or oh. Here comes the election. And you're like, <sighs> um, so yeah, I avoided a lot of that. For me, I lean into a lot of animated stuff more than usual, like um, uh, DuckTales, <laughs> Disney XD. I leaned into that because it was just like this warm blanket of nostalgia, but also like a really fun show. And of course, it, I wouldn't be Bill Bodkin without listening to wrestling. Of course not. Or watching wrestling, I should say. Jesus Christ, Bill. I mean, and, you uh, listen to wrestling too, I guess. I do wrestling podcast. Uh, you know, I started, I started, you know, watching a lot of wrestling. And um, for me too, is like really steeping myself musically into just like, which it's, it's weird that this is like the type of music, like it's more instrumental 
for some reason. Okay. It was like Run the Jewels new record and everything instrumental. So a lot of like jam band stuff, a lot of even like movie scores. For some reason, I just gravitated towards that. Okay. And a lot of New Orleans brass and funk. Like the meters, motherfucker. And that's was, some fun shit. I was it's in. some fun and funky shit. Oh, dude. I mean, I saw George Porter live with Soul Live jamming once, and I was like as close as I am to my screen right now to George Porter. And I was just like, he's great. <laughs> you are the best. <laughs> but it was like, I don't know. It just, it went back for me. It went back to simplicity. It went back to the basic, like stuff I liked as a kid mm-hmm. and stuff that made my kid happy, you know, it, which is weird. I don't, I don't know. If, you know oh, there's Phil. And, um, hey, Bob. and, uh, you know, I went back to that. You know, so that was what I leaned into. Not as exciting as your stuff, but it, it it definitely is like it. I went back to almost like just the stuff that gives you the pure and simple joy. Yeah. So, Mike, one thing I would I had to talk to you about was, and it's musically because we're we're getting out of the Christmas season. Definitively, what is your take on Christmas music? Because some people fucking hate christmas music other people swear by it or some people it's just like there is a time when christmas music was great and everything after that is complete hot garbage what's your take on christmas music so i will preface this by saying there is an mt fm to mtv episode devoted squarely to christmas music that you can listen to on a podcast provider near you but i what spoiled it for me honestly is that I worked in retail for 10 years. I know the feeling. I right. worked in it for four. So, yeah. And if you work, particularly in a record store, oh. if you work in a record store from the day after Thanksgiving until the day after Christmas, you are not listening to jack shit besides holiday music. It is painful. What was the worst one you had to listen to? Because I think mine was Harry Connick Jr., over jazzing every song, but somehow injecting Willy Wonka songs into his Christmas records. It's like, and I want it now. And I'm just like, fuck you, Harry Connick Jr. <laughs> See, my thing is those records, like the Harry Connicks and the Michael Bublé's and those people, yeah. like their songs kind of go in one ear and out the other. So it's, you don't really think it's of it. It's just noise. Yeah, it's just noise. I remember, so I worked for The Wiz from 96 to 03. And there was the NSYNC Christmas album. Oh, Jesus Christ. Which I still pretty much know by memory Yeah. at this point. Yeah. Um, thankfully, there were also a lot of compilations. So we, we didn't get stuck hearing one artist nonstop very often. Right. Um, but there are, and I, I don't know, I... Like, didn't Hanson have a Christmas album? I think Hanson oh, yeah, had a Christmas definitely album. Did. They definitely did. Um, there was, uh, yeah. I mean, there, there, like, I definitely remember compilations, um, you know, very special Christmas one, two, three. Um, you know, and then like the, the classic standbys, your Nat King Cole, your, uh, yeah. But I, there are 30 or 40 songs that I can tolerate hearing over and over again and those are the songs that i play it's you know christmas rapping by the waitresses and you know the Which i'm not a fan of really i love that song uh, my wife loves it too i just i'm just like 
whatever. Yeah, you know, like the Jackson it's not the Five w- Christmas album. Oh yeah, of course. Great. Yeah. Or you know, Last Christmas, which now takes on a much sadder meaning. Um, Oof, yeah. Yeah, I you know, it's like I got to listen to that song once, cry a little bit, and then you know I'm kind of done. I hear you. Um, and I don't even mind. I like I like all I want for Christmas is you. I mean, it's such a good song. Now, yeah. my wife, my wife will say, the young girl from uh, Love Actually sings it better than Mariah Carey. Everybody's entitled to their opinion. I would love for that debate to happen. <laughs> for me, I look at it like, like I listen to some of the stuff that Sophie like. Like, there's like, I feel like Christmas music is like, if you just go pop Christmas music. Once you hit a certain point in the 80s or 90s, man, it's all just flushable. It's just all just it's all forgettable. You, there's nothing. There's there's very few things that stick if you're just going for pop. I but I feel like if due to the Spotify era, you can find good shit to listen to. Now, I'm not I'm just going to put myself over for a second as DJ Father Christmas. During our <laughs> That's Christmas right. Show. I forgot about that. And I found so many great like punk and ska and reggae Christmas songs or like alternative Christmas. Even Cole, I'm not a Coldplay guy, but I like Christmas lights. I think it's really, that's okay. a fun song, but it's just like there's stuff. If you like the shins do some good stuff, best coast does some good stuff. Um, like, and you can never go wrong with Christmas and Hollis. And like, it's all time classic. I mean, Sophie loves that song. She's just like, this song is great. And I'm like, it is. Your uncle Mike would be proud. Uh, and it's just like there are certain things you could find, but I guess what do you think is the expiration date for Christmas songs? Because that's a tough one. Because I, I have this thing with Christmas is like you see it come out in stores in like early November, mm-hmm. but this year I noticed like going to like Home Depot to pick up stuff because suburban father, of course, um, early December like it was all in the corner of like three trees left and like two shitty Christmas decorations. And it was like, I think because everyone was home this year. Sure. But I felt like even target, like we went the day after Christmas day, like food. And it was like, you didn't even know Christmas happened. Right. They're already on like Valentine's day. Dude, there was Easter shit out. And I was like, I was like, fuck that. Easter's not till April. Right. Yeah. We got, we got a little bit of time. Yeah. And Valentine's day is also like, shit (laughs) i I agree with that yeah but it's like for me i'm i'm okay with christmas music going to january 1st really i mean i don't not inundated with it but here on the radio here here and there because you're still doing christmas parties yeah i mean the christmas season technically ends as of new year's and there aren't really any new year's songs other than Lang Syne anyway there's that whole movie (laughs) With John Bon Jovi's in it, really it's called New Year's Eve. There was a oh, that was like so. Gary Marshall, famed TV creator and like film director, brother of Penny Marshall, yes, uh, directed a whole bunch of holiday movies. I remember Valentine's Day is the one with Taylor Swift, right? Yes, there was also Mother's Day. There's New Year's Day, New Year's Eve, or it's like New Year's Day or something like that. Yeah, there's a lot of days. Yeah, it's they're not good movies. It's like all ensemble, big name casts. And right. They're all crap. Like, <laughs> there's no, yeah, there's no really good New Year's oh, besides Old Lang Syne. There's, like, yeah, people play, uh, what, New Year's Day by U2, which yeah. isn't a New Year's song. No, or This it, Is The New Year by Death Cab, 
which I also don't think is a New Year's song. I try to avoid them. What? You don't like Death Cab for Cutie? No. Well, it's to say I was inundated a lot with them during a college relationship. So I was like, you know what? I'm good. Oh, so there's a backstory. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I'm good. No, Ben Gibbard's like super cool. Like I liked him on Sonic Highways and stuff. Like I think he's a talented guy. Just like, I'm good. All right. <laughs> good. But we won't, we won't dig into that. I mean, you could if you wanted to, but <laughs> not much there. Um, but what was your favorite uh, for 2020? What was your favorite? Like you said, I know you said you weren't into too much new music this year, but what was your favorite piece of pop culture? Let's say um, movies didn't really exist this year. Yeah, I didn't uh, watch any movies this year. Did you watch any new TV this year? Not really. I kind of stuck to my, my old standbys. I tried with Tiger King. And I was just like, okay, this shit is poisoning my brain. I cannot do this anymore. I don't blame you. Um, um, but any new music, like, or any new artists that came out this year, even it's not even a whole record that you'd be like, hey, guys, this is mm. what you need to be listening to. I know I don't want you to get in trouble with work. No. it's I, um, I'm just trying to think because why did random music just start? My iTunes now just sort of starts randomly. It's very weird. Um. <laughs> I just thought I was your radiator. <laughs> no, I mean, like Krangbin and that that name I can't pronounce is really sort of like the big sort of new artist discovery. For, and I know they've been out before, but this was the year that I discovered who they were. Um, and I'm trying to think. I actually made a list of some of my favorite albums of the year, like Phoebe. Huh? It's pronounced like Krungbin. Sure, we'll we'll go with that. I mean, that's what just Wikipedia tells me. <laughs> um, Phoebe Bridgers, who I also really discovered last year, but yeah. her album's really good. Yeah, um, I love her this year. Yeah, uh, there's got to be stuff like new bands that I listen to. Just nothing's immediately or coming to mind. A new record this year, even. I thought Tame Impala's album was really good. Yeah, it was. Good. Um, I I really really like Tame Impala. Um, they're a weird band. How so? Well, not their music. Their music's yeah. great, but it's like they're huge. Like they'll play the they'll sell at the garden. Yeah, but I don't feel like not everyone knows who the hell they are. I mean, yeah, it's definitely they have a very specific sort of of fan base. Yeah, um, I think I'm finally starting to get into Fleet Foxes, which took a while. That they just came out that new record. Yeah. Um, I don't remember what the hell it's called. It was a good name too. It was a very autumnal record. Yeah, you- I, I think their whole sound is very autumnal. It is. It's very New England uh, <laughs> fall it's, foliage tour. It's flannel shirts and beards. So it's me. Uh, <laughs> what's the? Uh, did you listen to Taylor Swift stuff? I listened to folklore, and I thought I liked it, and then I was like, "Eh, this is so so." I have not listened to Evermore yet. Yeah, I haven't listened yet. Either because it was like, hey, it's Taylor Swift. I'm like, she's fine. And it was like, and it's Bonavera. I'm like, well, you lost me. I mean, I I think Justin Vernon's a fucking hottie, but I have no interest in his music. It, someone said his his music sounds like a wet dog you put a sweater on. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it is. And then people love him and they're like, that's cool. I'm and that's cool. You. Just not my thing. I mean, now I'm looking. I so um what else is there? Uh, Jesse Ware, who I, I really like. Um, you know, it's kind of, uh, you know, sort of old disco sounding. Um, Heim, their album I really liked this year. I was just like, oh, cool. You, I, that, what is 
stop iTunes. I mean, I don't know if you have like a voice response, like iTunes like responds to your voice or not. Maybe. I don't know what the hell it is. Yeah, it's weird. Like uh, Heim, like I'm just like, oh, like yeah, they. Um, I was like, their their new record reminds me of a, a, like another band, and I, I was like, oh yeah, they remind me of. And people hate when I say this, but I'm like, oh yeah, like they remind me of Wilson Phillips. But like a cool Wilson Phillips. But like they play instruments. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think if I have any good ones here. Mine are all weird. It was like Budos Band was good. <laughs> I've heard uh, of the Budos Band. Yeah, they're all instrumental. Run the Jewels. Um, uh, what do I? A band I love that like was just dormant for most of this year, for uh-huh. most of the last few years, and just started releasing new music. Royal Blood. They're coming back. Okay, I'm not familiar. I know of Royal Blood. Yeah, they're very good, in my opinion. And uh, I'll say this. You know, unsurprising guy from Jersey saying this. The new Bruce Springsteen, amazing. <laughs> I should have guessed it before you even opened your mouth. Yeah, dude. I, and like, it's, the, I think, the from start to finish, one of his best records in a very, very, very long time. It's like, uh, and I watched the documentary they released on Apple TV Plus on it. Um, it's just so good. It's just basically a lot about mortality. It's. I thought this. I'm like, oh, it's going to be a very political record, and it wasn't. It was a more about. Uh, I believe like a friend of his had passed away that was in his original band, and he's mm. the last surviving member of that band. And it, you know, and it's just like, very much like, you know, thinking about Clarence and thinking about Danny Federici and that guy who passed away and his family, just being like, I am getting older, and just talking about the afterlife and talking about growing old, and I'm just like. This might be one of his most relate, especially like right now. It's like this is probably one of his most relatably relatable lyric records he's ever done. Hmm. And I think as a band, I don't think E Street sounded better. better? They're okay. tight as shit. Like they're really good. And uh, Jake, um, Jake Clemens, Jake Clemens, yeah, yeah, he's he's taken over for Clarence and yeah. it's great. And like they they really get like the bar band sound back but not in a cheesy way where it's just like, here's a bunch of guys trying to sound young. It's very, I, I hate the word organic, but it's very, it felt right. That's amazing. So yeah, I, I, I think you would, I'll I know check that out. So I was really hot and cold on Springsteen. So. I know you like, like tunnel of love and like stuff like that. So I think lyrically, I'll dig I this. Would, I think you would really enjoy this record. It's not a dark record. It's a, I think it's an honest record. That's, I'll check it out. I trust your opinion. Yeah, I think I think it's it's yeah because everyone I know who's who's listened to it so far is just like, fuck, that's good. <laughs> I'll check it out. One thing, and it's music related, but not yeah. a record that I have gotten into uh, is a web series on uh, an Instagram live series called Stuff in Our House, and it's Jeff Tweedy and his wife and their kids. I know Jeff Tweedy. Yeah. yeah. I went. To, I went to college in the early two thousands. So yes. So you know Wilco, obviously. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And I have never been a big Wilco fan. I. I don't think I am either, but I like some of their stuff. Yeah. But just and I always thought, without knowing too much about him, that Jeff Tweedy was kind of a weirdo, maybe kind of a dick, like whatever. Then I read his book, and I discovered this web series at the same time. And a, he seems like a really nice. Like, a little quirky and bizarre, but a nice guy. Um, his kids, Spencer and, and Sammy, are also super talented. Uh, and uh, it's just 
him and his wife and his kids and sometimes maybe their girlfriends uh, on a on a couch or whatever uh, in their basement in Chicago, and they're playing music. Oh, that's awesome! So it's it's really cool. I'm trying to think. Um, was there any bands that like maybe you got into this year that you're like you're like oh they've been around for a while but. I never really gave him a shot, like you were saying with like Jeff Tweedy. But. Yeah, I mean, Wilco's definitely one of them. I just like whenever something pop culture happens, I sort of go down a rabbit hole. When Little Richard passed away, I started listening to Little Richard, not really even that again. Was yeah, but I'd never really listened to Little Richard or made a Outside habit of, of listening to it. Yeah, the hits. Yeah, yeah. So that was an interesting discovery. You know, because Dionne Warwick's been so big on Twitter like this last month. I've been she listening a, to a lot I, of... Did I tell you she got into a feud with, like, a pro wrestler? Really? Oh, yeah, yeah. He, like, just... Uh, so she got... I think it was something with the New York Times mentioned something about her. And then there was a legit, I'm not even kidding you, musical number on a show I watch, a wrestling show. And the New York Times writer wrote his great cultural musical moment and she's like are you are you kidding me that's like wrestling and the guy who was in it who got it it was like yeah he's like 24 he's like yeah fuck you i got it he did say they went at it but it was like really clever right i was like Dion warwick on twitter that's yeah, she's hell, pretty awesome hell of a follow yes yes Dion warwick has made twitter enjoyable and as people who know me know i have a very love-hate relationship with twitter it's just yeah it's Never, accessible it, don't read the comments a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a cesspool. But uh yeah, it's just different artists. As I, you know, I read Lenny Kravitz's book and went down a Lenny rabbit hole. I did um, that too. I went um I decided this uh while I was working to go in reverse alphabetical order. My I have one Spotify playlist. It's just like thousands of songs. Hmm. I did it and I went back through the Lenny Kravitz stuff. I'm like, God damn it, he was good. Lenny's good. Is is good. It's good. You know? Yeah. And Lenny also has Benjamin Button disease. So it's like Lenny's going to be around for the next 75 years. Dude, uh, he is like in the most incredible shape of anyone in their yeah. 50s ever. Yeah. I mean, between like him and Jason Momoa and Lisa Bonet and Zoe Kravitz, like that whole axis just is, you know. It's the perfect genes. Yeah. Yeah. They, they never age. Yeah. They're probably vampires. Right. They're beautiful people that never age. Yeah, so are vampires. I also saw the, you know, I. Really loved the Fresh Prince reunion. I did a couple watch months it because, ago. like, it was like so shittily promoted. Because HBO Max, as a platform, this is where I come in. Yeah, uh, yeah, was launched horribly. Like, it's like you didn't know who had it, and then if you had Amazon Fire Stick or Roku, they didn't get clearance for it until like right before Thanksgiving, and then didn't really say, "Hey, here's what's on it." Sure. Which I think the Fresh Prince, it was November, right? Was it that recent? Maybe. Maybe early November? Time yeah. is a flat search. Yeah, seriously. Like, what day is it? What month is it? I, do, I know it's December. That's the only thing I know. <laughs> uh, but because Christmas literally just happened. But yeah, it's like it's like when you said Little Richard died, I was like, shit, that was this year. That was year. 2020, man. Yeah, like like things you barely remember. Yeah. Like, it's just like, but, Kenny uh, Rogers, I went down to Kenny Rogers. Uh, that's right, he passed away too. And who knew Dolly Parton would be the savior of the song? I was supposed. We were definitely considering doing a family vacation at Dollywood this this twenty twenty. <laughs> I was like, let's fucking do it. I'm like, oh, it's Dollywood. I'm like, it's a it's a theme park, and they have cabins, and she's awesome. Just do it. We didn't do it. Ah, well, there's twenty twenty one. Yeah, we'll see. 
Yeah. I did. I did promise a little one Disney. Uh, so for me, like some of the bands I, I ended up getting into, like um, I got into a big um, uh, every time I die phase. Okay. Uh, mostly because the guitarist is a pro wrestler. Um, <laughs> you see, and, and, but they also have like roots to like. Um, where i live because they they did their first couple records in south river okay um they did it with the guys uh from like ferret music who i used to work with which um randomly when i worked with two guys from gaslight um got into well so like i said uh the meters went down a meters hole at one point damn good hole oh it is Uh, i'm trying to think what else um Played a lot of Tony Hawk, the video game this year. So I went down a like that soundtrack. Uh, went down a Johnny Cash hole at one point. Uh, I went down a Tribe hole too. I know you're a big Tribe Called Quest fan. I love them. I love uh, um, the Greenhorns. Remember the Greenhorns? Who are the Greenhorns? Uh, so some of the dudes who are in the Rack and Tours are in the Greenhorns. Very 60s. They're like, I think from the early 2000s, very 60s rock. Like classic rock type. I love I think, the fact that everybody in the Rack and Tours is in like twenty different bands. Oh yeah, and that band is barely a band. These days. <laughs> it's like I'm just waiting for the White Stripes reunion. I'm just like, just do it. Eh, I don't know if that's gonna happen. I did I, one of my highlights of last year, 2019, not 2020, was getting to see the Rack on Tours play and getting to meet I Jack White very briefly. Oh yeah, I I have seen the Rackham Tours play twice at one one of my least favorite venues of all time, which uh, is Terminal Five. Yeah, no one likes Terminal Five. And then I saw one of my favorites, which doesn't even exist anymore, and that was Roseland. Oh, R.I.P. Roseland. I was up front row for that man. That nice, awesome. But yeah, I I don't I've seen I, see, I saw Jack White at Radio City. I saw him the day after. Remember his famous didn't do an encore show. Yes. Yeah, see, I saw him the day after. <laughs> He did an encore. <laughs> but I would love to see a White Stripes reunion. Why don't you think that's going to happen? I don't know if they like each other very much. I mean, Jack doesn't need the money. Does he? He doesn't need the money. Jack White's loaded. He he owns a fucking pressing plant. That's true. I just did buy something from it. <laughs> I did buy the White Stripes greatest hits from yeah. Birdman instead of just like... Well, that's what happens when you drunk buy Christmas presents. I also um, think he has a piece of title. Who's on that anymore? I saw it the other day. Like a friend of mine was like, "Hey, we're on title." And I'm like, "Are people on title?" I don't know, but yeah, like I said, it was a lot of instrumental stuff for me. Like, so it was like Budos Band, Galactic, um, Organ. One of my favorite names, Organ Freeman. It's a fucking name for you, bro. A name for you. Oh man, it's good stuff. Very but- nice. Very clever. It is. I love it. Uh, so I guess, oh, you know, coming to a wrap up here is, uh, you know, it's New Year's Eve coming up. We're going to be talking about resolutions, but I say fuck resolutions. What? Sorry. Music uh, started playing again. I can't hear shit. It's probably playing yeah. on your end. Yeah, it's playing on my end. <laughs> I hope it's something good. It's it, actually a meter song came on very briefly. Because it's the because Big Brothers. Yeah. It's these headphones. It's Sissy Strut. It's yeah. Sissy um, but, uh, it's not like resolutions like, I want to lose five pounds. You know, it's just like, what are things that you, let's talk about when things are right in the world. Like when we can, if things will ever be right in the world, who knows? But like when we can go back out when we're vaccinated, we can get out there. What are like 
a couple things that you were just like, I'm going to do this because this will mean something to me. I want to go to the beach. Oh, fuck. I can, I can do that, but, right. I can, but I'd be like, I don't. I, I want to go to the beach. I want to... Is there a specific beach you want to go to? Nah, I just want to go to go to a beach. No, I see you know what you're getting at, Bill. It, <laughs> it does not have to be Gunnison. Uh, Which is a famed slash only nude beach. In it our is area. a clothing optional beach that oh, I've been to. Clothing optional. Yes, I've been to multiple times. Um, I, I want to go to the beach. I want to travel to record stores again um, oh, yeah. because I, I went to Princeton Record Exchange once with my buddy Jason. Um, oh, it's so good! I used to go there as a kid all the yeah. time. Uh, and you know, did it masked up and it was fine. Um, but. They're also like, I mean, I haven't been on a subway in nine and a half months. You missed that? No. But I miss like being able to go places easily. The there's a place in uh, there's a place in Belmar, New Jersey. It's called Low Fidelic Records. Mm. Yeah, I think like I think it's right up your alley. Yeah. That's that's a cool spot. I mean, but the main thing for me is really being able to see the people that I care for and be able to give them a fucking hug. Yeah. I, I saw I saw my friends like my core four friends I was telling you before in a park and it was very distant and stuff. But we were all doing the elbow, right? And it was, it was so hard right. not to give someone a hug. Right. It really was my best my like like the person I guess are like my brother. He, we were both like almost went in for it and we're like oh, can't do it. No, right. it'll be safe. like if I see you, I'm going to asphyxiate you with love. It's on. <laughs> like, I'm, 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 like I, yeah, I mean, and I'm like I'll, I'll, a. I'll compress I, your back. Yes, I am. I am one of. The, I am also one of those. Like, you know, I will smother hug you. Um, but after not seeing people and being able to hug anybody for a year, and I anticipate that because I am a middle-aged diabetic person, that I will have my vaccine sooner rather than later. I guess I don't even know. That's that's. I mean, what I'm just saying. looking. I just saw like the distribution. Of how it's slow as fuck. So yeah, yeah, that's what they're saying. That people with pre-existing conditions kind of sorted by age, um, and you know, you ain't that far behind me, Bill Bobkin. So oh, I'm just saying, hey, in general, yeah. <laughs> you know, you're fucking. You know. old, man. You're talking about like the early '90s being a teenager. I'm just like, oh, I was in third grade. Um, Whatever. You were born in the 1980s, Bill. 1981, December of '81. You're almost 40. Yeah. Next December, <laughs> I'll join the club. Um, for me, I just like um, I miss I, like I, my wife and I like one of our favorite things to do is go to a movie. We did, I did, I did go to a movie this year. Okay, so my wife rented out a, a screening of Tenant, and like six of us and like four of our friends went, but they were like about everyone was about forty feet away from each other. Right, there was no chance we were even gonna even see each other um double i you know double mass everything was like super cleaned and you know we saw them spraying everything that so i mean i was still shitting my pants the whole time but sure. it was it was but it, we did that and it was it was fun but it like i would like to go to a non um my blood pressure is at uh 500 over 500 you know type of uh, type of deal i would love to do that i miss going out to eat I was just about to say that it's going out to eat like and it for anything, but like, but at the same time, almost, almost I don't, I just like having the option. Yeah. I just miss being able to get food outside of my immediate neighborhood. Yeah, pretty much. And, 
Um, yeah, like like I, I'm I'm looking forward to the day I'm gonna drive into Brooklyn and p- bring you down here, and I just got a nice uh, 28 inch flat top griddle, and I have my grill. I just can't wait to have everyone in my backyard and just a big old fashioned barbecue. Wait, so you have a grill and a griddle? Oh yeah. I'm impressed. I'm pretty good. It, it doesn't I, take much. I it, hey, listen. I'm pr- from what I've been told. I am very good at cooking food outdoors. I can make eggs and burgers on the griddle and all all sorts of shit and uh, cheese steaks and I, I could make I could gosh I could make fried rice if I wanted to out there but probably not because that just seems like a lot of work. Yeah, I don't know why anyone would want to would want to do that. I, my wife course. likes Chinese food. Um, but you know, you know, I got cedar planks for salmon. I got, I got all sorts of stuff. I learned how to cook octopus this year. I just about perfected that. Why is this something that you eat regularly? Oh yeah, man, it's awesome. I've had it in like Greek restaurants. It's so good. I mean, I've had octopus like twice in my life. Yeah, I've had it like four or five times. It's awesome. Basically, you 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 boil it, which sucks. Cause that takes forever. And then you chop it up and you put the the tentacles on a grill, and you you char it. And you sprinkle some olive oil over it. And some people put red onions with, I can't eat red onions, gives me a headache. And it's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, so I learned how to do it. And I did, I, did I, I, got a, I got about 85% of the way there. So I like, you know, try it again. Yeah, and then people were all just grossed out by it too. I mean, I trust your culinary acumen, Bill Bakken. I mean, that's the worst thing you can do, but, um, <laughs> you know, hey, thanks. Um, but, you know, I, I can't wait to have everyone in my backyard and like, and we got a, we got like a fire pit, trampoline. I got an outdoor movie screen now. I can hang up. Yeah. Like all, yeah, like we went full, we went you full. Have hit peak suburban dad. Listen, when you are stuck inside all the time or stuck at your house, you got to think of something. Yeah. You got to do something. I guess. I do yeah. something, man. So that's, that's what I'm looking forward to. And, and like I said, and because, and like wrapping into that, just seeing all my friends and yeah. How I haven't been able to see the people it, I love. Not, it, I, you know, yeah, in person as opposed to on a screen. It, it just you appreciate the time you have with people on a screen, but in person's way yeah, different. I agree. Way different, and like just the option to go to a live event, whatever that may be, whether it's a concert. Gosh, I can't remember the last concert I went to. To be honest with you, I do actually. It was See Here Now, and it was incredible. Um, Nothing like seeing like 30,000 people on a beach, which at this point is fucking frightening. <laughs> but when you hear the B-52s doing Love Shack on the Asbury Park Beach in September in 75 degree weather, chef's kiss. That's pretty dope. And then Dispatch doing uh, Killing It in the Name of What? Wait, the Rage Against the Machine song? Yeah. They're just like, we're going to do something a little different. And it was like, Killing It in the Name of And I'm just like, this was not what I was expecting. <laughs> That's in the Belfry band. Nope. Uh, um, but yeah, that's what I'm looking forward to, man. And hopefully we can just, I'll go do that. I'm going to, I'm also going to run a 5k this year. Good for you. Man. My knees uh, will no longer allow me to run. I will walk it probably, but it's just like, I'm going to take part in it because I'm just like, I'm just like, yeah, going to, I want to do it this that's year. That's awesome. Yeah. So Mike, why don't you let the people know where they could find you on social media, where they could find all your shows, all of the great stuff that you do in the world, and any uh, anything else you want to plug? Uh, 
I should have this wrapped down by now, but I don't. I do, but I like fuck it up every time. <laughs> so I host two podcasts. One is called Detoxicity. One is called FM, which Bill oh, has been Oh, it's Detoxicity? On. I, don't, I always call it Detoxify. Yeah, whatever. Uh, Detoxicity is about men and mental health. And uh, you can find that anywhere you enjoy podcasts or at detoxpod.podbean.com. FM to MTV is me and my boys, Jeff and Jason, talking about music. You can find that on, I think, everything except Apple. Apple's being a, a dick. Um, but FM to MTV.podbean.com. I'm on Twitter at TizMikeJoseph. I am on Instagram as you're British as fuck. <laughs> I am on Instagram at Detox Pod Guy. I also host a web series called Staying in Tune, uh, done in conjunction with a mental health charity called Sound Mind Live. Uh, if you follow yeah. follow Sound Mind Live on Instagram, and I do it every Tuesday at six thirty p.m. I've interviewed Open Mike Eagle. I've interviewed awesome. uh, big wrestling fan. Open yeah. Mike. I've interviewed some very awesome people and we talk about their struggles with mental health and you can sign up for music trivia with Shane and Mike, which I do every other Thursday uh, from eight to 10 PM. You can sign up at tinyurl.com slash Shane and Mike, the word and not the ampersand. I, I've definitely done You did a guided uh, breathing meditation on that one. I did. And you that. were there? Yeah. I did that. That was great. That helped me out a lot. That's it. I had to go tell you. Um, I always want to sign up for the music trivia, but I'm like, I don't know shit about I can never remember anything. So I want to get my friend Brent to join me one day because he will uh, smoke everybody, much like he did Mark McGrath that one time. We almost got Mark McGrath almost showed up for an iteration of music trivia because Jim Shearer uh, oh, yeah. has been on every time. Oh, I'm sure you and him have like Herculean battles. Well, I don't. I host. I don't play. No, <laughs> you're like I don't want to. I don't want to ruin it. <laughs> but I mean, I've also been on Jim Shearer's music trivia show on Sirius a bunch of times as well. Um, Everyone so, remember Jim Shearer used. To, I don't think he is anymore. He used to be a host on MTV. On too. MTV, and now yes, and VH1. He used to host the VH1 Top 20 Countdown, and now he hosts his own show on Sirius XM Volume. Because those um, channels don't play music anymore right right at all it's just mtv is literally just ridiculousness is it the which show. you can i mean yeah youtube i mean that's uh uh rob Durdeck or whatever the hell it's america's is. funniest home videos it's exactly what it is it, it really is um uh, uh yeah i was on the detoxicity podcast so you can you could listen to me on that get really serious. Get serious yes i do get serious i do tell dumb shit i do say dumb shit on there too but um for and, me, yeah. So, yeah. Actually, the last episode has Josh Gondelman, who is a stand-up comedian and a writer for Jesus and Mero, and last week tonight with John Oliver. We've got upcoming episodes with with Jim Shearer. Oh, um, I'm planning on interviewing uh, Brian Rosenworcel from Guster. Uh, I've I, interviewed him. Yeah, uh, I had coffee with him last week, which was which was fun. Do you hang out with him? I, this was our first time meeting in person, but we've been Facebook friends for like four years. I'll never forget. I met him. He did Rutgers Fest, which is the, was like the you know like every college has their end of year show, and it was them, Goldfinger, and Finch, and he came out. And he was eating pasta, but he had ice all in his hands because he was <laughs> drumming. Yeah, he, put, he puts the ice in my friend Brent's hands, and he thought it was like the greatest moment of his life. <laughs> or he held his pasta. He's like, I held his pasta, and I'm just like, bro, just do the interview, and then. uh the guy from the lead singer of Goldfinger, actually, he's like, I just came back from Canada and I had to 
wear a mask the whole time. So this is my first show without a mask because they had SARS in Canada at the time. Oh, fuck. <laughs> How ironic that is. Yeah, the old days when all we had to worry about was SARS. Yeah. But so Brian Rosenworth will be on. That's going to be super interesting. They just I, did, I, did they do a, it. They did a record this year. Was like an or- orchestral one? I think they did a they they were going to go on an orchestral tour that got canceled. Well, partially canceled. Yeah, hold on. Like no, but they had a it was like a great name for the record, and it's going to drive me up. A <laughs> so I'm going to just do that thing on a podcast. I hate people when they do it. Well, it's, that's why people edit. Oh, I don't. I don't edit shit. Oh, all right. Uh, discography. Uh, it's called Omega. Guster with the Omaha City. Yes, yes, that is correct. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I gotta lie. Um, if you're looking for me, besides that detoxicity episode, um, I am on Twitter at Bodkin Writes. It's mostly just wrestling, guys, and the occasional social justice issue, uh, which people in my family have listened to or just like, we hate you. <laughs> I'm like, good. Fuck <laughs> Exactly what I told them. <laughs> uh, <laughs> there have been many a family party I've been disinvited to, and you know who won? this guy that's right um but uh yeah every single day check out thepopbreak.com we're doing uh you know right now it's the slow time of year we're just doing some best of stuff uh we got we had a review of soul come out um writing something on the mandalorian uh, behind the scenes stuff and um yeah um so check out the popbreak.com at popbreak.com all spelled out on twitter uh forward slash popbreak.com all spelled on facebook at the popbreak on instagram of course i am the co-host of the socially distanced podcast which drops um well we actually just concluded our first season we did 40 episodes uh which was not planned we just kind of had nothing else to do uh so you could find that on uh google podcasts apple podcasts um spotify an anchor, uh, of course, the breakcast where you're hearing this right now is on Apple Podcasts and SoundCloud. Check out Pop Break TV. We've got like uh, the Anniversary Brothers show. We have Goodbye to All That. We have Blurred Watchers. We have Live Laugh and Lovey, and we have TV Break. That's all on there, and that's under the um, uh, Pop Break TV banner, which is under on Google, Apple, Anchor, and Spotify. Of course, we have uh, also, uh, and the winner still is which is our um, Oscar movie, uh, retro Oscar podcast, which should be returning sometime in 2021, same platforms as Pop Break TV. So, whew, exhale. Yeah, well, I have, <laughs> I have like probably 10 other things I could probably plug I'm not. So for the illustrious Michael Joseph, I am Bill Bodkin wishing you happy holidays. Happy New happy, Year. Happy New Year. And uh, be safe. Be safe.